The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hello everyone, this is part two of my episode with Huda, the creator of the online comic. Yes, I'm hot in this. Part one is already available. If you haven't already listened to it, I'd suggest you go listen to it before you get started on this one. And part two, our conversation picks up around the topic of using the medium of comics to address certain um, instances or situations that Muslim women may face. And of course, we digress into conversations about Western feminism and how it does or does not apply to Muslim women and how to feel empowered to explore and to make reality our goals and aspirations. Enjoy and thank you for tuning in. I, I feel like you're using the that type of, I guess, medium to... I don't want to use the word expose because I feel like that, that sounds nasty, but just kind of like bring to light certain um, situations or like certain comments. Yeah. yeah, the microaggressions. But I feel like it because it's comical, even if someone, let's say I'm, you know, uh, a non-Muslim who might have said something that's in one of your comics, I might sit, sit back and like at least not feel insecure, be like, oh, crap, like that's something I said, like am I offensive? Because obviously you're making... Um, Kind of, it's satire yeah and yeah. and it's whereas i think if it was taken in a more serious way or like written like in a long blog post or something that's then true. that's it, true then it might they might different feel, reaction maybe yeah they might feel bad like really like yeah. angry bad almost like spiteful maybe uh the last thing i kind of wanted to talk about was really where do you see this evolving i i, I noticed you're doing a book can you tell yeah. us a little bit about that Yes, definitely. So, uh, alhamdulillah, I have been approached by a publisher, and um, inshallah, we're working out the details right so now. Exciting. But um, it's it's so exciting, um, and uh, and I'm hoping, bismillah, like uh, that it, it's something that will definitely um, happen. And and I'm thinking probably by the end of the year if it goes inshallah. well, inshallah. And um, and that's just something I've always wanted to do. I literally have like my diary and my bucket list from when I was in the seventh grade and like number number three after memorize Quran and go to Hajj is you know publish a book. So it was like this actually happens to see my name in bookstores and like stuff like that on a book. I was like, you know, it's really really cool. So that's happening. Um, I am. Is it a book book or is it going to be like? Oh, so it's going to be more of a storyline and not necessarily different. Oh no, I apologize. Oh no, it's it's going to be a collection of comments, but they do follow a thread, like oh, okay. uh, like an introduction to who I am, like um, and then a bunch of comics about like how awkward and weird I am, and then so like little uh, vignettes. Yeah, exactly. Like in each section is going to have an, an intro, and there's going to be a bunch of new comics and a bunch of old comics, um, and they're basically just kind of introducing uh, people to this you know, American hijabi who um, goes through her life, goes through her marriage, goes through, um, you know, these encounters with these, you know, um, some Islamophobic people, some curious people, some aggressively curious people, um, you know, and then like starting to meet people who are actually like kind and generous and, and, you know, they're, they're willing to look past whatever and stuff like that. So it's kind of just, it kind of follows this, this thread. So that's exciting. 
I'm excited for that. I'm very excited for that. I have like a lot of goals, a lot of long-term goals. One of my goals is to like have an actual like animated show, hopefully. And that's like, that I'm talking amazing. Long, talking long-term, like, you know, five, yeah, 10 but years. You could honestly, I mean, I don't know how, I mean, you right now just do like kind of like these flat comics, but to do like yeah. animations, if you could learn that and then like do like a YouTube video, a YouTube page, because I mean, to be honest, you don't even need to be on TV anymore. Everything is through like oh, yeah. Netflix and oh, yeah. Hulu. Oh, that's what and- I'm talking about, like a Netflix oh, okay. special or a YouTube Red or something, you know, oh, but like having somebody pick up my comics to animate and to create like a series so that, you know, the masses can see and, and we can represent who we are and we can actually like, you know, there was this, um, there's uh, the, the ICNA convention that's going on in, in Rueda. I don't know if you know Rueda. I think her name is Rueda uh, Abdul Aziz. Actually, I can't remember her last name. I feel so bad. I need to look it up. Let me look her up really quick. Anyway, so she said something that was very, um, that spoke to me. And it was something that I believe in too, is that if you don't tell your story, uh, somebody else will tell it for you. And you need to be able to tell your story before anyone else does, right? I mean, it's basically this whole idea of like, you know, passing the mic to to people who actually are experiencing these things versus like, like you know, um, my friend Shira would, was talking about Tyra Banks did this whole thing a long time ago where she dressed up in a fat suit to tell people how life was like to be fat. Mm-hmm. And it's like, um, why don't you just ask like somebody yeah. who's actually living it? You know, why are you, you don't even, even your own um, experience or your own reaction to things are not going to be true or honest because that, oh, you're, exactly. deep down inside, you know that you don't really live with the true experience of someone that's, who, you know what I mean? Off that fat suit. Like you'll never know. You'll never know what it's like for us. My husband is trying to encourage me to, to start um, my own, like, and this is again, long term goal, but like an entertainment, um, company or something where we can give voices to to muslims oh, yeah. and and specifically i'm going to go out and say specifically muslim women because we don't generally say it get loud, say it proud yeah, i say it all the time voice. yeah you know I, I i recently posted my last pos- podcast episode was with my brother and he like made a joke in the beginning because i was like you know you're the first male and he's like oh is this like a female only and i'm like i'm not opposed to having men but like we understand as Muslim women that there is a lack of representation for us. And it, there's nothing yeah. wrong with saying like, I want to give a little bit of priority to this just because like, we're trying to make up for this large gap that we see. Yeah. And yeah. it's nothing to say that like, we're gonna, you know, obviously everything else is, you know, takes place like merit and everything else. But like, we really and, and Hamzala, like, you know, obviously, like you and there's so many other girls, amazing things women are doing, whether it's on social media or not. But there are like really taking back their their power and their autonomy to like tell their own narrative and and tell their experience because obviously no one's approaching us yeah and if they are it's they're not approaching like you or me the average person like they're approaching yeah. the the extremes super extreme it's, that's always the way it is so it's like and it's you're right in both extremes like the super liberal or the super conservative and it's yeah. like the majority of us are really We're in chill. the middle yeah. like we are we don't care like <laughs> Like, you know, like, it's just, it's just, that's, and ugh, anyway, but yeah, so, so I do want to speak for, not, I don't want to speak for us, but I want there to be this platform where a Muslim woman can tell her story. And if it happens to relate to all these other Muslim women, then that's awesome. That's definitely what I'm trying to do. Um, and I get a lot. One thing that I love is that I'm actually getting to a lot of like really conservative, not really conservative. I don't want to like just you know, practicing like Christians and Jews and, and other people who also feel like they're ostracized by because they follow their faith maybe a little bit differently than, than other people in their faith. 
And so they feel like oh, I can really relate to your comics. So that's awesome too, that I can, I can, or other people, other faiths can relate to them as well. So that's really cool. I really like that. Good luck. I wish you honestly the best. Yeah. Of luck. And I love this, by the way, how long have you been doing Thank your podcast? You. Um, so I started last February and it was kind of along the same lines as you for me. So I didn't give you much background about me. Yeah, I want to, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> you were, you're from Dearborn. So I'm sure you know a lot about the Yemeni community or I'm sure you've heard of Are Yemeni. You I am Yemeni. Girl, I love you so much, Mona. <laughs> it's something I miss. I tell people all the time. It's something Aww. I miss in Michigan is the Yemeni community. Like, you guys are so... You make the most loyal friends. If, please forgive me if I'm generalizing, but freaking Yemenis are the best. I love you guys. <laughs> love you guys. You're so, so sweet. Thank you. I'm, I'm sorry. No, alhamdulillah, you know, I wanted the, the average Muslima who isn't... And, and I'm, you know, no, no shade to like any, mashallah, of the other sisters who are on Instagram who can do hijab tutorials or makeup tutorials or whatever it is, like power to yeah. you. But yeah. like you said, the average Muslim sometimes isn't going to be that person. But that doesn't mean that they have, that they don't have a story or that their story is not as interesting. Right. Also, yeah. because I don't want that, like when you think about like Western media and what they kind of want to highlight, they want to highlight whatever their you know whatever fits their agenda yep yep, yep. the lighter skinned the glammed up yes like which is fine but as long as you have to acknowledge there's more than one kind of person out there and like the majority of us are not like yeah exactly <laughs> and so it was just kind of like you know let's 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 create something where anyone can feel comfortable to to get on and no pressure that they don't fit in a certain way or look a certain way or whatever it is so that's pretty much how it started. And, you know, I oftentimes find women that I just find very inspirational. Like, I love what they do. It's something that's different. And I, I reach out to them. And alhamdulillah, I've been getting response. <laughs> like scratching my face with the mic. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I don't think I've ever laughed this hard on recording a podcast. Usually because they're probably kind of serious. But oh, <laughs> this is fun. No, no, no. This is why I wanted you on, okay? Oh, great. Um, <laughs> Thanks. I didn't, I didn't get the tone. <laughs> it's not it's not meant to be serious so like I always highlight like it's like your struggles but it's also your successes like I've had like a convert and I've had like you know a a girl getting her PhD and I've had moms and I've had like activists like it's whatever like I've had my younger sister who's a vegan because we're both vegans and like just talking whatever because it's it's we really are you know I get a lot of vegans dynamic do you have so many vegan no, we're followers. We're kind of over the world. You are. <laughs> I get so many vegan followers. Like one time I did a post about meat or something. Oh my God, the hate that I got. And I've oh, really? never done I... another post where there's like food again. Really? Like unless it's unless it's Rice Krispies. Because because I I didn't realize how many people. And I, look, my, I'm so sorry I cut you off. But my mm-hmm. comics, I try not to be reactionary. And I've said this before on another you know, uh, interview or something. But I try not to like if somebody doesn't... Um, like if I read something in the comics, I try not to re- post a comic that's a reaction to that. I try to keep my comics true to who I am mm-hmm. and not like aggressive or anything. The only time I've ever consciously made an effort to censor myself is when it comes to vegans. I don't know why they get so offended with um, so with meat or, or or food. So I'm like, all right, look at the least I can do is not add food. Like, <laughs> <laughs> If there's one if there's one group I don't want to offend, it's the vegans. I don't know why. Jeez, they're giving us a bad name. <laughs> oh no, no. I, I but hey, you know It wasn't okay. me, I promise. <laughs> I'll go back to that and find out it was <laughs> no, no. I, the comment. But you know what I mean? It was like 
I was so surprised. I was like, okay, I don't want to, I don't want to offend this group of people. You guys, I feel like you guys already have it hard enough. Look, you know? I'll be the first one to say it. There is a superiority complex within veganism and like vegans, like especially the ones that are like so gung ho about it. Mm. Uh, there's a lot of self righteousness, a lot of stuff that I just don't want to identify myself do you, with. Do you tell people that you're a vegan? Like, cause oh my god, I feel like I, I sound like the meme. You know, the <laughs> meme where it's like, hi, my name is so and so. I'm a vegan. <laughs> like. So I, 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 I don't I, I try as hard as I can to not mention it unless it comes up just because I that meme just pops in my head and I'm like, you're the meme. But also at the same time, like I'm not ashamed or like that I don't bring yeah, it up. I know. Um, if anything, like if anyone has a question, I, I honestly can say like it's one of the best decisions I've ever made in my life. Like it's helped me with so many things. But that's like my experience. It's my story. Like I don't think honestly a lot of people can do it the way that I did. But yeah. you know, whatever it just happened, it's me. But I don't push it on. To, like I cook meat for my parents because I'm Yemenia. Oh, okay. Like oh, oh. I'm. If you know, if I'm gonna cook dinner, like I'm gonna cook for my parents, and I'm not gonna. But sit I'm so glad that you have your sister too, because that's like mm-hmm. it's. I'm sure it's much easier with a sister, like with somebody else in the family that's also vegan. So oh that, yeah, like, yeah. No, alhamdulillah. Like the support we yeah. have from our family in general is is really good. Like they poke fun of us, but it's not been like. Do you an issue. get like? Do you get from the Muslim community people who are like, why? Allah yeah. gave us meat. Yeah. Like, Allah Someone gave us told meat. me once that. It's hard to be a vegan. Like, yeah. I've gotten no, it. Literally, like, I've gotten that. Because um, they're like, you can't. Um, you can't make haram. Like, yeah. Well, Allah well, God made, made halal. And I was yeah. like, look, look, look. I'm not, I'm not preaching and going around saying eating meat is it's haram. haram. Yeah. I'm just saying I choose not to. The same way some people say, yeah. I don't drink Pepsi, I drink Coke. Yeah. Like, or a coffee. Some, you know, there's Muslims who don't drink coffee. And I learned this also from my coffee post a long time ago because it, it's a stimulant. Yeah, and some Muslims believe not to drink, so it's like okay, but it's not to haram. Like, don't make that haram yeah. for everybody else. Yeah, think. exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, I, I make it very clear that whatever I do is a personal choice, and it's not me preaching or saying how things are wrong. I mean, if you want to get into like the nitty gritty of things, there's obviously things in in terms of like just eating healthier. Like that obviously is promoted within yeah, Islam. Yeah, that's definitely um, a concept for sure. Yeah. So, but anyways. Um, Alhamdulillah, like whatever, a- anything that any woman is doing, like I'm in support of, I love what you're doing. And um, I have a lot of listeners that are, you know, young adults, teenagers. And if you could say something to them, because I, I-, I get a lot of messages from girls who are just like, oh, you're so creative and mashallah, like you're so determined, you're so this. And I'm sure you get the same thing. Yeah. It's like, how do Muslim women overcome their own personal insecurities, just like any other woman, but yeah. also the the fear of like being different, going into um, a field or an arena where there's not a lot of Muslim women? Like, what would you what would you tell them? The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This podcast is sponsored by Talkspace. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and Talkspace, the leading virtual therapy provider, is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. By talking or texting with a supportive, licensed therapist at Talkspace, You'll gain insights, discover truths, and experience breakthroughs that will improve how you live and how you feel. With Talkspace, just answer a few questions online, and you'll be matched with a therapist. And because you'll meet your therapist online, you don't have to take time off work or arrange childcare. 
You'll meet on your schedule, whenever you feel most at ease. Plus, Talkspace works with most major insurers, and most insured members only pay a $25 copay or less. No insurance? No problem. If you want to make progress toward a mentally healthier place, Talkspace is here for you. Now get $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80 when you go to Talkspace.com. Match with a licensed therapist today at Talkspace.com. Save $80 with code SPACE80 at Talkspace.com. It's so funny that you're asking that because I swear the next comic that I'm actually working on right now is... Oh, how exciting! It's it's (laughs) where um, the doctor asks Hodel, like, you seem so confident or, you know, you seem so like sure of yourself and you know how do you like how'd you get there what's your secret and um and some like for me um to be able to overcome a lot of the difficulties was to have to like experience the difficulty Mm -hmm. and it started to become that anytime somebody would um make a comment or anytime I would experience bigotry or hate or or prejudice or something that even remotely made me feel other it, it made me feel stronger it made me feel, it made me stronger. I know because we know the the saying of Allah subhanahu wa taala, like the saying of Hadith. I'm sorry, the saying of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam is that, or excuse me, the the ayah in the Quran that Allah would not put you through something that you cannot bear. bear. That you know that that this is something that you can get through, and that to know that I'm going through this kind of struggle, and it's because for sure Allah knows that I can bear it. Like, how can that not make you feel stronger? Like, you know that you're tough enough to take this, so you become tough enough to take this. And it's something that you just, it becomes a part of you. And then also understanding that you, that even though, like, stuff happens in the world, you're still in your own community. And a lot of times that community itself is not affected. And your day-to-day is not affected, usually, by, like, what's going on, like, like things that you might see in the media Mm -hmm. that might scare you. And so you might, like, be too scared to get out of your apartment or your house or whatever. But understanding that, like, that stuff might be happening out there but really like know that in your own like little community in your own neighborhood most likely it's not affected just you have to have that understanding you have to tell yourself i'm okay i'm gonna go out i'm gonna do this i'm gonna live through this um the part about letting yourself be creative letting yourself loving yourself it's really the first thing is to love yourself and accept that okay not everyone is going to love you but you're going to love you and that's that's something that I think it takes years. Honestly, it's not an easy snap of the fingers. This is something I, I'm 33. It took me a long time to get to this mental state, you know, and I went through a lot of really difficult experiences. Um, a lot of them because I just wear a hijab. And and this is like living in Dearborn where the majority of people are Muslim who wear hijab. So, you know, imagine I'm in Houston, Texas now. <laughs> it's, like... it's a good thing you moved when you were older. A little bit, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I can't imagine how how people now are. I, it's really unfortunate that a lot of younger people are too scared to to accept or appreciate or maybe fully like um, embrace Islam because they're afraid of not fitting in or they're afraid of making it. You know, it's really hard. Um, I read this thing by Yasmin Mujahid who Mujahid. Oh. Yes, I love her so much. She she posted on Instagram. May Allah strengthen her. She um she posted this thing where it's like we got to stop trying to make Islam hip and cool, you know. We got to stop trying to make it hip and cool for like these younger people because Islam is the truth. Islam by itself is going to, without us trying to put this hip or cool twist on it, it's going to already you know reach the hearts of people because it by itself is the truth and the truth. Need it. It doesn't need to be like spiced up. No. So it's like, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to embrace Islam. Don't be afraid to live Islam because it is so beautiful in itself that when you see the example being lived by these people, 
it will speak for itself. And that's truly one of the things that I found in my in my comics is that if I ever feel like I'm going to compromise, I tell myself, no, there's no barakah in this if I do this, if I do it this way. I'm going to tell, I'm going to tell the story the way that, that I know is right. And if people don't like it, then that's tough. But I know they're going to like it because it's the truth. Like it's from Islam and it's, it's stemming from Islam, from the preachings of the Prophet وسلم, and from from the Quran and Sunnah, I hope. Like that's my hope is that I ever never veer from that. Um, and you're it, no one's perfect and there's going to be instances where things are going to be overlooked you know what I mean like something it's not even like your intention was trying to and that's where I hope people will correct me and will tell me hey you probably shouldn't have done that or you probably shouldn't have said that right, and my in mom, a respectful way yeah my mom is, I, I always yeah no no I was going to say like I feel like that that's something that even I'm, I'm 27 and I still struggle with I feel like just within the last year um, I've been exposed to just different okay so growing up I always felt insecure about my dean um i embraced it at home and i embraced it maybe within my community but outwardly like i was just always nervous of saying the wrong thing that made me seem like an extremist or made me seem like um you know uh, like i wasn't modern or i wasn't intelligent because you know you had these people that would correct me and i was like oh you know maybe they're right but it was really just a lack of my knowledge but mm -hmm. now as i'm getting older i really am embracing the idea that um one, I have to gain as much knowledge about my own religion, and then I have to find that confidence too. That, like, one hundred percent agree. And when you have that confidence, and you really everything that you do within your work or your craft, and and you straight and you stay, excuse me, and you stay true to it, like you find that that you don't really get a lot of. Um, like you don't really become insecure about what you make. You know what I mean? You become really confident. Like I know I'm not doing anything wrong. If anything, you're doing something positive. You're impacting people in a positive way, and it's it's more rewarding, I think, in that way. I, I think 100% what you said about educating yourself on the dean, and that's something I say for myself is what what also helped is, you know, if, when people when I would put myself out in public, like where there aren't Muslims around me, you know, that's where I feel the most scared. That's where I feel the most like I need to fit in. I don't. Mm -hmm. They can't think of me as a terrorist or as a as a ignorant, you know, submissive woman, you know, like a stereotype. Um, and they would say things and ask things um, that would make me question my faith. And I realized if I if I just tried to answer those questions myself in my head, I'll never be able to answer yeah. them. Like a lot of and a lot of people just they hear the questions and they that puts doubt in their hearts and doubt in their minds, and then they don't do anything about it. And it's like and then they just let it fester. And it's like you gotta ask the people who know. And I'm not talking about like Google. You gotta like figure out like who to ask and you can't fetch a shop and find the, the thing that's going to be, you know, the most, um, the easiest thing for you to, to accept. You have to be able to like say, okay, this is from a very trusted source. This is from a, a sheikh or a person of knowledge who I trust and, you know, respect and, and you learn from them. And that's where, and that's, so that's what I did. I wrote down all of my questions and, um, and, and would, and found different sheikhs that, would answer my questions, you know what I mean? And that made me feel more confident and more aware and attending lectures and going to conferences. And like, yeah. like that makes you stronger. And this is like a personal struggle. Like this is something that you're, you're trying. So once you get it personally, I think that definitely is something that helps your, your confidence because once you feel confident in yourself as a Muslim and in your relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then who can stop you? Yeah. Like who can stop you? When you know that everything you're doing is to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, like who can stop you? Yeah. And, yeah. I, and, and as a woman, honestly, you really do get a sense of empowerment that, yeah. I'm sorry, but no, you know, Western feminism, no, like nothing is going to give you because I, I, I mean, I was I'm a behavioral I've studied behavioral science like I 
you know, was gung-ho, feminist. Um, you know, I think that word means a lot of different things. And actually, one of my next recordings is going to be with someone who has, like, really cool, not when to say a cool, but, like, just her, um, our conversations about feminism and things that I read about her writing has just really given me the opportunity, I guess, to really start questioning the things that, like, I absorbed in college and realize that, and in, in, in making myself feel liberated and say, yeah, I'm a woman and I have a right and a choice and stuff, but really I was letting myself be okay with the standards that were put out by people who weren't women that weren't like me or people that weren't like me, people who were, weren't of color, people who weren't Muslim, people who didn't know about my religion or my experience, but I was accepting it. I think like the idea of speaking for other women, like like, like these mostly white feminists who were trying to define feminism for us, for people of color, or for, you know, people who, you know, our experiences, they have no idea, like, what we, what we actually want, yeah. uh, what, how we define it our is, freedom. It, it's, a, it's a second, like, uh, form of oppression, really, when we accept yeah. it. And like that's some, one of the, one of the one of the boomerang questions I got, and it was a question that I've gotten more than once. Is like, well, what do you think about the women who are who are oppressed and who are you know in like Saudi Arabia and Iran? And, like, ask them. And I'm like, ask them. Yeah, I was like, I am not them. I am not going to speak for them. And then like I would get, I got like dozens of messages from Saudi women who are like, yeah, we're fine. Like we're not <laughs> oppressed. Like we don't like. Can you tell them to shut up? You know, like yeah. stuff like that. And I'm like wish these people would would truly just ask these other like how arrogant are we to to impose our understanding of oppression on these people like they have an entire life an entire I culture agree. that we are putting you know what i mean like it's crazy like when you think about it like that like it's crazy i went to graduate school with saudi women okay yeah that oh. were international students amazing yeah. i'm like they, I mean, aside from, yeah, at the time when we were together, like, driving wasn't legal. I, I guess there was, like, the small place where women could drive. But mm -hmm. once they were here, like, it was, like, they, they really do just adjust. But I feel like what lacks a lot of times is, like, the cultural competency and the cultural knowledge of other what other countries are like. Because I'm Yemeniya. I come from a country in which the majority of women wear the niqab. They yeah. cover their, their face. Yeah. And to a lot of people, automatically, they assume that is an oppressive garment but i'm over here in in the states i do not wear it although i am completely in support of any woman that chooses to wear it no matter where she is my sister in michigan you know is is in a Qabi. you have family in michigan i have one sister yeah i have cousins and i have my sister and i'm gonna be there in october because my cousin's getting married so <laughs> yeah that one thing is, is like michigan weddings are pretty lit like they're oh. so much fun i was just talking to my husband about this. okay i'll talk to you about this later but go ahead <laughs> So yeah, but okay. women wear the niqab and you don't wear the niqab here. Yes, but when it. I when I go there, I choose to wear it. Why? Because I understand that my environment is different there. As a Muslim, let's say I for for my own um, for my own purposes, I want to I want to feel modest and I don't want to attract attention. If I went to like the village where my parents were and like where I was born, and I didn't wear the niqab, I would attract a lot of attention that I don't want. But yeah. also like I want to experience the culture like I as a Yemeni like I, I know like I, I don't know I have like this yearning for my own culture that like I don't even get fully here so when I'm there like I want to be like I want to spend time with my aunts and my cousins and I want to dress the way that they did and like I've been like this since I was a child yeah it has nothing to do with oppression like if anything my dad is like you wear it you don't wear it like he's fine with it yeah. but they don't understand that it's such a it's such a normal thing there that you know, we, we don't like there's other issues that if you want to help the, the Muslim woman in, in Yemen, 
there's other things you could feed them for one they're starving yeah. you know don't try to liberate them and take that piece of cloth off like feed them That's educate the them give them health care you know thank you it's like y'all worry is it is it truly like are you is this out of concern that you call these women oppressed yes. because if it is then there are other things that would concern you more than this piece of cloth yeah like your tax dollars that are oppressing them and <laughs> bombing them and killing them and but anyways i i, I digress but yeah. you know what i mean like so um, as I get older, my mind is just kind of like really learned to think outside of the box when it comes to things that I want to identify as, as, whether it's like feminism or, you know, I don't even like to put a title to myself, whether I'm this party or like liberal or conservative yeah. or whatever. Like I am so off the spectrum sometimes. No, you can't. Because if you call yourself one thing, then you, you feel compelled to stick to that exactly. one thing. And you can't, you're not, we're and not I meant don't. to be put into one label. No, but I'm, I'm, I'm so like thrilled to like have you on. I'm really excited. Too. I'm so glad that you had me. I know, but thank you honestly, like for responding and being so open very quickly. Um, I what people don't know is that there was such a long conversation that they're not going to get to hear because most of it's going to be edited out of like our side <laughs> conversations, <laughs> which is fine. But, oh, I no, I, I honestly I clicked so much with you, and you've been one of the. I've I've never laughed so hard in a podcast. So yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I, I just, I did subscribe to your podcast, so I can't wait. Yay. Thank you. So Inshallah. So thank you so much. And, um, everyone knows to follow you on. Yeah. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, <laughs> sorry, and my, me. my own website, uh, is yes, I'm hot in this.com. Uh, and you can also find me if you have, um, the iOS, if you have Apple iPhone, you can find me on, um, something called the Toonstar app, T-O-O-N-S-T-A-R. And um, and they basically take some of my comics and they animate them. And I, I come about once a week. So And then it's got like, the, the thing about it is that it's only up for 24 hours before it's gone. They kind of want to make it seem like Snapchat where it's like this sense of urgency. And it is free. And uh, and yeah, you can go and see um, if, you, if you do sign up for it. I always post on my Instagram um, in my stories and sometimes on my actual posts that when the, when the new episode is up so so uh you if you keep a lookout for that i'll let you know when the next one is perfect i also do a blog post so all oh. of this information i'll have it like listed there all the links to your pages and to toonstar thank you so thank you so much thank you Noor. thank you as always you can follow this muslim girl podcast on instagram twitter and facebook make sure you subscribe so that you can get notified when a new episode is uploaded Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.